Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. There was such an overwhelming response to my last Ask the Doctor segment, I decided not to wait as long this time. I've received dozens of new questions, and I'm going to try to get through as many as I can today. Some of the topics I'll be covering include how to pick the ripest and sweetest watermelon, how to tell a real scallop from a counterfeit. I'll also share natural ways to increase your sex drive, how to detoxify your body from common chemicals, the dangers of using an electric heating pad and I'm going to cover some natural remedies for arthritis and migraine headaches all this and more you have questions I have answers stay tuned for this information packed segment and it all starts now it's to your good health radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert Dr. David Friedman changing lives just for the health of it Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Ask the Doctor. Remember, if I answer your question on the air, I'm going to send you a signed copy of my number one best-selling book, Food Sanity, How to Eat in a World of Fads and Fiction. And I'll include my best-selling audiobook, America's Unbalanced Diet. If you have any health-related questions or comments, you can reach out to me at askthedoctor at toyourgoodhealthradio.com. Okay, let's get started. The first one comes from Alicia Wright in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Dear Dr. Friedman, I love watermelon, but I have a hard time choosing the ripest and best tasting melons. Can you offer any suggestions? Alicia, thanks for that question. Yes, there's actually four steps to picking that perfect watermelon. First one is you want to pick up that watermelon. I don't care if it's big or small. It should feel heavy for its size. So you want a heavy watermelon. That means it's got some freshness in there. And second, you want to make sure the watermelon is fully ripe. And a quick tip that you can do is look for a yellow splotch. Watermelons develop that splotch from resting on the ground. And if the splotch is large, and has a creamy yellow color, that means the watermelon is ripe. And third, you want to look at the shape. You want to look for a round watermelon. Don't go with the over or those elongated shape. Go with round. Those elongated shaped melons have more of a watery taste to them. You don't want that. So the rounder the melons, the sweeter the taste. And fourth, you want to do the thump test. You want to tap the underbelly of the watermelon. A ripe one will have a deep hollow sound. And underripe or if it's overripe melons, they tend to sound dull. So you want to do the thump test. And while we're on the topic of watermelon, watermelons, I'm going to share another little tidbit. You want to buy watermelons with the seeds. Don't go with the seedless variety. To make seedless watermelons, the number of chromosomes in traditional melons are doubled by adding a mutagenic chemical that's also used as a drug. This process creates a plant with four sets of chromosomes. Then it's pollinated and out comes seedless watermelon. Traditional watermelons with those black seeds, or some of you could remember those back in the days they're generally sweeter they have better texture they taste better they're more nutritious than the seedless variety plus you know if you have kids it's so much fun squeezing the seeds and watching them fly across the room okay uh, forget just fun for kids I have to admit it I still enjoy doing that when I eat watermelons my mom told me when I was a kid be careful because I'm gonna knock somebody's eye out and 40 years later I'm still trying to prove her right so go with the seeds all right Tom Owens from St. Petersburg, Florida asks Dr. Friedman, 
Are there any supplements or certain foods that can add to my that I can add to my diet to help increase my sex drive? Uh, sure, Tom. First, you focus on your diet. That's first and foremost. You want to eat foods that are high in zinc because they increase sperm count. We've all heard that old saying that oysters increase libido. Well, that's actually true. And peanuts as well. Cashews and figs are also great things to add to your diet. For a longer-lasting erection, you want to consume foods that are high in L-arginine. And the British Medical Journal did a double-blind study on this amino acid, and it showed that it improved erections compared to the placebo group. So there's science to back it up. L-arginine foods, I'll tell you what that includes, tuna, lobster, salmon, and shrimp. Also, you can go with farm-raised organic chicken. That's another great source. As for supplements, I'll share three that you can consider. The first one is called Foti Root, and I'll spell that for you. It's F-O-T-I. It's a very popular youth tonic in Asia, but not widely known here in the United States. It has been shown to increase sexual longevity and stamina. And the second one I'll share is called Maca, also known as Peru's Natural Viagra. It's a vegetable plant that kind of looks similar to a radish or a turnip. It's a very well-known fertility enhancer and the last one the name says it all it's called horny goat weed yes horny goat weed this is actually an herb that increases the levels of nitric oxide in the body which allows more blood flow to the penis it also promotes sperm production and sexual desire horny goat weed name says it all wonder how they got that name hey must work all right uh, michelle schroeder from Greenville, South Carolina asks, I've heard that a lot of the scallops sold at the market and restaurants are counterfeit and not really scallops. Are there any tips that you can offer to identify real scallops from the fake ones? Great question, Michelle. Uh, yes, scallops are actually one of the most counterfeited foods in the, on the market. Uh, this bait and switch scallop scam, it's actually been going on for decades and it's one of my pet peeves, you know. These fake scallops, they're made from shark, skate, or stingray. And an even cheaper substitute out there is called surimi, which is a processed fish paste. It's actually created using cheap Pacific whiting fish or pollock. Then they add starch and sugar and artificial flavors and MSG and a bunch of preservatives. Not healthy and it's not scallop. So while you can't always trust labels, you can trust your eyes and your nose. So here's what you do. First, you want to look at the size. When scallops come from nature, they will naturally vary in size, and they're, they're never going to have this perfect cylinder shape to them. If you see it perfectly cylinder shapes, it's fake. Fake scallops, they're created using a cookie cutter device, and that's why they're going to have identical circumference throughout. Next, what you want to do is you want to look at the texture of the scallop. Genuine scallops have distinct grains or fibers running lengthwise because the scallop meat actually serves as a muscle that holds the two scallop shells together. So you're going to have it lengthwise fibers. A fake scallop, which you're going to find is it's going to have fewer fibers and it's going to have more solid and dense consistency to it. Then what you want to do, look at the thickness and see if it's the same on all sides. If it's made from a stingray or a skate, it will be thicker on one side because their wings taper greatly to one side compared to the other. So you want to look and see if it tapers. Lastly, do the sniff test. If they smell fishy, 
That's not a scallop. Scallops give off a sweet seaweed type of aroma. If it smells fishy, something's fishy. Literally, it's fish. It's not scallops. All right, uh, Mary Owens from Marietta, Georgia has a question. Dr. Friedman, my husband wants me to go to the gym with him and work out, but I don't want to end up looking grotesque and muscular like a professional bodybuilder. Should I be concerned? Oh, that's a great question, Mary. Actually, that's a common concern that I hear from a lot of my patients, and it was actually one of the several exercise myths that I busted in my cover feature article for Fitness and Fashion International magazine. And you can read all the exercise myths that I bust in this article by going to drdavidfriedman.com. But to answer your specific question, rest assured, working out is not going to make you look like a female version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. The average female has 20 times less testosterone than men do and testosterone aids in muscle building that's what we need for muscle building and since men have more of this hormone than females they build muscle at a much quicker and easier rate than females do Female bodybuilders, they actually, when you see them, they're aesthetically large muscles and they're, they're ripped. Trust me, they either have a genetic profile that predisposes them to large bulky muscles, so it's genetics, or they are getting hormone injections. Female bodybuilders also, they, they're, they're really uh, they're determined, they're focused, they eat massive amounts of food, and they dehydrate themselves to a point of visible muscle striations. So unless you follow this very strict regimen, lifting weights will improve your muscle tone, but it's not going to bulk you up like a professional bodybuilder. So go join the gym, have fun. Don't worry about being a bodybuilder or a female version of Arnold. All right, let's go to um, Sarah Mickelson from St. Louis. She wants to know, Dr. Friedman, I love using a heating pad to help me fall asleep, but I've heard that it can cause cancer. Is this true? Yes, Sarah, that actually is true. Heating pads, uh, electric blankets, and those metric covers, that uh, what they do is they generate electromagnetic fields, and that's abbreviated as EMFs. And the uh, University of Washington published a study showing EMFs can cause DNA damage. They've been shown to disrupt hormones, weaken the immune system, and increase the risk of cancer, especially leukemia. A great alternative that you can use for a moist heating pad is you can heat it up in a microwave. You know, there's so many of these that you can do. The rice, I've seen the gel packs, these different variations. You can put them in the microwave. And if you do want to use an electric heating blanket, be sure to unplug it right before you go to bed. Then it's okay. So it's still going to produce enough heat for you to fall asleep, but because you've unplugged it or turned it off, you're not going to get those dangerous EMFs. So if you want to use it, shut it off before you crawl underneath and you'll be fine. The next email is from James Harrison from Smyrna, Georgia. I've heard alcohol helps enhance sex, but it seems to have the opposite effect on me. Why is that? Great question, James. Alcohol definitely plays a role in helping both men and women loosen up and become less inhibited, but after that, alcohol affects the sexes differently. In men, alcohol consumption has been shown to decrease testosterone production in the testes. And testosterone, as you know, is critical for libido and physical arousal. That means alcohol tends to decrease men's sexual performance, making it much more difficult for them to attain orgasm. However, for females, 
it's a little different. Alcohol increases sexual arousal and desire, but when they go overboard, it can lead to the inability for her to climax. So, to answer your question, have your female partner enjoy just a couple of drinks while you just drink water. <laughs> alcohol can decrease a man's performance, but in moderation, alcohol stimulates a woman's performance and overall pleasure. So, light for females, Cut off for men. It's not worth it. Uh, up next is uh, Dan Sadler from Chicago, Illinois. Dan asks, Dear Dr. Friedman, I've heard that if a banana has brown spots on it, this means it's been chemically ripened. Any truth to this? Actually, uh, great question. Black spots on a banana does not mean artificial gas was used to ripen them. That's a misnomer. Brown spots are actually a natural process thanks to a gas called ethylene, which they naturally contain. Bananas, what happens, they're picked green because they would turn brown and mushy by the time a ripe banana made it to the store. So ripening is sometimes artificially accelerated with the use of additional ethylene gas, but it doesn't create those unnatural black spots that you're talking about. So while we're on the topic of bananas, a quick tip if you want to keep it yellow twice as long, because I know bananas, they go bad pretty quickly. Simple. You just get saran wrap tightly around the stem. So right at the end, that's where the banana oxidizes. And by keeping air from reaching the stem, your banana is going to stay ripe much longer. So put saran wrap around it, and I made it last sometimes three to four times longer. Uh, this next question was sent to the production manager at Radio MD by Susan Myers. Dear Dr. Friedman, I love your show and never miss an episode. You have shared several times how your gut was destroyed by toxic chemicals that DuPont dumped into your city's water supply. My sister lives near Ohio River, which, as you know, is contaminated with the chemical DuPont used to make Teflon. Many innocent victims have gotten cancer and died. My sister has been sick for years and her health is declining. Is there anything natural she can do to detoxify these chemicals out of her body, or is it too late for her? Thanks. First of all, Susan, so, so sorry to hear about your sister. You know, I find it so disheartening how these big chemical corporations are allowed to dump toxic chemicals that they know, they absolutely know, can get people sick, and they do it time after time. And eventually what happens is they, they lose a lawsuit, the, the class action lawsuit, but you know what? That's just a slap on the wrist for them. That's a business expense. And then what they do is they alter the chemical a bit and they dump it into another city's water supply and they start all over. It's a vicious and deadly cycle. If you haven't seen it yet, there's a movie I highly recommend. It's called Dark Waters. You definitely need to see that. To answer your question, yes, there are actually several things that your sister can do to remove these toxins from her body. They're called toxin binders, which help to remove chemicals from the gut, the blood, and the liver. My favorites are activated charcoal, humic and fulvic acid, and zeolite clay. And there's actually scientific research to support all of these. They basically act as a sponge. And what they do is they bind and eliminate toxins out of the body. And I'm living proof they work. I got sick from perfluorinated chemicals, as you brought up. You've heard my story. I ended up bedridden for four and a half months, ended up weighing 104 pounds, and I was told I needed to have my colon removed, and I was told I had to go on a biologic drug, which is a black box drug, for, quote, the rest of my life. 
Well, I refused to do that. So I used toxin binders and I restored my health. And you can often find supplements at the health food store or online that include all four of those. Uh, one in particular that I like, it's called GI Detox by Biocidin that has all those. Uh, as for diet, have your sister eat lots of artichokes, apples, cilantro, garlic, and watercress. Research shows that these foods may help bind toxins to bile acids and excrete them from you know the urine and the feces. It just grabs them and like I said, binds them. That's what their toxin binders, pushes them out the body. And lastly, have your sister listen to my podcast, What's in Your Water? I delve into how to make sure that she's drinking and bathing and water that's free of contaminations. And thank you again for sending the question in, and I wish your sister well, and I appreciate you being an avid listener. We go to Ron Zelensky from Orlando, Florida. Dear Dr. Friedman, I work out at the gym, and my muscles are always sore. Anything you can recommend? Yes, there are actually two supplements that work like a charm. The first one is called Arnica Montana. The flowers and roots of this plant are traditionally used for pain relief, but Arnica is also great for strained muscles, soreness, and you know what? It even helps joint pain. So it really hits them all. You can find Arnica. It's sold. I've seen it as a gel. You can find it as a cream or lotion, which you can apply right directly on the muscles, or you can take it internally as a homeopathic dose. It's little tiny little pills. You put about five to ten of them under your tongue. They don't have any flavor, and boom, it's, it's magic. Stuff works like a charm. The second supplement that I recommend is called L-glutamine. This is a vital amino acid. You can find it. In, it's in poultry. It's in eggs, wheat germ, oats, and it's in avocados. Or you can take it as a free-form amino acid supplement. It aids in muscle protein synthesis. I've used L-glutamine powder in my post-workout shakes for many years. It's amazing, and it really does. It takes away the soreness, and I've actually tested it. I've worked out without it. Feel how sore I am the next day or two. I've worked out and used it. Next morning, I'm not sore. This stuff works. Thanks so much for your question, Ron. Next up, we go to Ann Stevens from Detroit, Michigan. Dear Dr. Friedman, I'm a longtime listener. Love the show. I'm suffering from brain fog, I forget things, and it feels like my mind is in a constant cloud. Is there anything I can eat that might help? Yeah, actually, there's some great things you can do, and if only I can remember what they are. I, I can't, no. <laughs> actually, reach for walnuts. They are high in the healthy kind of fat, omega-3 fatty acids, which supports brain health, and walnuts are so healthy for the brain, they even look like a brain. In fact, when I taught neurology, one day I, I decided to play a trick on my students, and I used a picture of a walnut to teach the lobes of the cerebrum, and my students didn't even realize it. I had to share that at the end, and uh, it was real funny. The, uh, they're like, what? I said, yep, it's, it's, it looks like a brain. It's good for the brain, and I guarantee they never forgot that visual, and they actually, the Journal of Nutrition published a study showing how walnuts improve the gut microbiome. And as I've shared, you know, that's a collection of trillions of microbes or bacteria in the gastrointestinal tract, and it promotes uh, healthy hormones, emotions, good uh, mood, and memory. That's the 
key, our decision-making uh, comes from the gut. You've heard the term, what's your gut instinct telling you? That's because your gut helps you make decisions. Actually, been proven to help with memory. So when you have a cloudy brain, don't focus on the brain. Look at the gut. The gut is often referred to as the second brain because it has its own enteric nervous system that works independently of our cerebrum. A dysfunctional gut can definitely be causing that brain fog that you're having. A few other foods that are really healing to the gut are fermented foods like kimchi, miso, sauerkraut, and kombucha tea. Those are all good things to add. Also, add some blueberries to your diet. Research shows eating just two cups of blueberries per week can boost your memory power by 25%. Eat the blueberries. Thanks for the question, Ann. Uh, we go to Richard Bailey from Memphis, Dr. Friedman. I've been listening to some of your podcasts and came across one where you talked about how mouthwash containing alcohol can dry out the mouth, making you more susceptible to bacteria buildup. I have gingivitis. Is there anything you can suggest? Yes, the absolute healthiest option is called liquid chlorophyll. And you can often find that at most health food stores or online. Chlorophyll is actually the pigment found in plants that gives them their green color. It also allows plants to convert sunlight into nutrients through photosynthesis. Chlorophyll not only it kills the bacteria, but it leaves your breath smelling fresh. You know that popular mint you've all heard of called chlorets? They actually get their name because they contain chlorophyll. That's how they freshen your breath. Chlorets has chlorophyll. That's where it gets its name. Another option is to add a few drops of tea tree oil to water, and you can gargle with it, and that really helps fight bad breath and also helps alleviate gingivitis. Our next one comes from Julie Green from Joliet, Illinois. Dear Dr. Friedman, I love oatmeal, but recently heard it's bad for me. What gives? I'll tell you what gives. Uh, the so-called misinformed paleo diet experts. That's what gives. You know, my grandma always used to tell me when I was a kid to eat a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast. And she would tell me how healthy it was. And for decades, science proved my grandma to be right. And, you know, I mean, oats have been used to, to help lower cholesterol, balance blood sugar, reduce the risk of heart attacks, yada, yada, yada. But guess what? That all changed when the paleo diet came along and they tell us, oh, avoid all grains. They're unhealthy because, quote, our cavemen ancestors didn't eat them and we shouldn't either. Well, I call BS. That's not true. And in my book, Food Sanity, I debunk that because the University of Utah shared forensic evidence showing remnants of grains between the teeth of cavemen three and a half million years ago. In fact, the caveman's diet was 40% grains. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's wrong. So enjoy your oatmeal. I'm a big fan. I do like organic still cut oatmeal, which is known as Irish oatmeal. That's better. You don't want to go with the instant oats because they're overly processed. What happens is they pre-cook them, they dry them, they roll them, then they toast them. That's so much processing. Uh, still cut oats, because they're the closest to the original grain form, are the healthiest option. So again, don't let the latest diet fads scare you away from eating this healthy meal. I have still cut oatmeal with blueberries for breakfast three times per week. Love it. And oats, by the way, are naturally gluten-free, so don't worry about it if you have gluten intolerance. All right, Julie Kissinger from Smyrna asks, Dr. Friedman, I have osteoarthritis, and I don't want to be on anti-inflammatory drugs or steroids. Is there a natural remedy for arthritis that works? Yes. 
First, you want to eat an anti-inflammatory diet, and that includes green leafy vegetables and beets and celery, broccoli, blueberries, add a little wild-caught salmon, put turmeric. In my practice, I've actually seen results with patients taking yucca extract, or you can drink a tea. And what happens is, is uh, when you have yucca, it contains anti-arthritic and anti-inflammatory properties. It's a great source of steroidal saponins, which are anti-arthritic. And uh, yucca also is a rich source of what's called phenolic acid, which has been shown to reduce inflammation in the joints. So, and you can get yucca extract and tea at pretty much all the health food stores. You can go on Amazon. It's, it's widely, widely found. So another supplement, by the way, I want to recommend before I forget is uh, Sarah peptase. Don't want to leave that one out. That's a great one. I take it every day. It's a natural enzyme that helps reduce general inflammation throughout the body. And again, that's uh, one of my daily go-tos called Sarah Peptase. All right, next we go to Kathy Gibson Lanier from Sanibel, Florida. Her question was sent to me through my Facebook Food Sanity Forum. If you're not a member of this forum and you'd like free access to my daily nutrition and health news that you can use with a little humor sprinkled in between, go to Facebook and search for Food Sanity Forum and be part of this wonderful culinary conundrum circle of friends. We have a lot of fun. All right, Kathy asks, Doc, can you verify or debunk this? I've always been told that impurities are not removed by distillation and to get out all the bad stuff like drugs in our water, you have to use reverse osmosis process. What can you tell me to settle this debate? Yeah, great question, Kathy. Uh, you know, distilling water can actually have benefits. It's helpful at removing contaminations like bacteria, viruses, and protozoa. However, when it comes to toxic chemicals that are commonly found in municipal water, you definitely need a reverse osmosis water filter. It's the only filter that removes things like cancer-causing chromium-6 or Gen-X or BPAs or PFOAs and phthalates, the list goes on and on. Uh, these chemicals, let me tell you folks, they're bad stuff. They're endocrine disruptors and they're linked to an array of diseases and especially autoimmune disease, which is running so rampant. Why do you think everybody has such high autoimmune? Because they're getting these crappy chemicals in their body and the big place they get them from is the water. I made the mistake of using the wrong type of water filter and I ended up getting deathly ill from contaminated water in my city. Now I only use certified reverse osmosis osmosis water filter. So forget the distilled, go with reverse osmosis. For more on this, be sure to listen to my podcast. I go way in depth. It's called What's in Your Water? Look at our podcast library. Listen to that podcast. All right, we have time for one more question. Margaret Levy from Kentucky asks, Dr. Friedman, I suffer from migraine headaches. Are there any foods I should add to my diet? that can help alleviate them. Yes, there are actually a few things you can add to your diet that may help. The first one will probably get me a big high five from many of my lady listeners out there suffering with headaches. Chocolate. That's right. I said the C word, chocolate. This was previously considered a trigger. I mean, back when I was in uh, college, they said, I'll stay away from chocolate. It triggers migraines. But no, that's not true because updated research now shows chocolate can actually help relieve migraines by repressing calcitonin uh, gene-related peptides. And what happens is it suppresses this, and that's the protein that's involved in a migraine attack. So it is beneficial. Chocolate's also rich in magnesium, which happens to be the most commonly used mineral for headache relief. Hello, 
ding, 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 there it is. Uh, research shows that people with headaches have lower levels of magnesium than those that don't have them. So if you eat chocolate, you're getting more magnesium. Of course, you can take a magnesium supplement as well. Cocoa beans are also rich in polyphenols, antioxidants that eliminate free radicals. And free radicals incite inflammatory reactions, especially within blood vessels. And that can lead to a headache. So you want to, when I say chocolate, don't go get your Snickers bar. That's not what I'm talking about. You want to opt for dark chocolate instead of milk chocolate. So you want to go with at least 70% cacao on the label. Another thing you can add to your list is pineapple. Fresh pineapple is great headache remedy. It contains a natural proteolytic enzyme called bromelain, which has pain-relieving and anti-inflammatory properties. Bromelain helps reduce inflammation associated with migraines. And if you suffer from sinus headaches, the bromelain in pineapple also acts as an antihistamine, so it helps that as well. If you're not a fan of pineapple, some people can't have them, it breaks their mouth out, that's fine. You can get bromelain. Bromelain supplement. That's actually the pineapple extract as a supplement at health food stores or at uh, Amazon. One last thing you can consider trying is Feverfew. Feverfew has been used for centuries as a natural remedy for headaches. It works by limiting the production of prostaglandins, the brain's chemical responsible for contracting blood vessels. And you can find Feverfew. I've seen it sold as a tea, tincture, or in capsule form. And again, it's available at most health food stores. All right, we are out of time. Got through a lot of great questions. I want to thank all of you that sent in these questions, and I'm going to be sending each and every one of you that I answered a signed copy of my number one best-selling book, Food Sanity, and my audio book, America's Unbalanced Diet. If you have a health-related question that you would like me to answer, send it to me at askthedoctor at toyourgoodhealthradio.com. If you want to stay up to date with my latest articles, videos, and podcasts, go to drdavidfriedman.com. And while there, be sure and sign up for my free newsletter for the latest health tips, tidbits, and news you can use. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. To get your copy of my award-winning number one best-selling book, Food Sanity, visit foodsanity.com. A lot of this info I shared today is actually in detail, in-depth, in Food Sanity. So foodsanity.com. If you heard me share something today that would maybe benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available at toyougoodhealthradio.com and radiomd.com. And while there, be sure and check out our podcast library. And folks, share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important. Don't keep it to yourself. As I always say, sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.